Hi. Good evening. Good evening. You are listening to the Manifesting God podcast with your host, Marie Elizabeth. This podcast will uplift and thrust you into the manifestation of the promises of God in your life. Good evening, good evening. Thank you so much for joining me today. Again, this is Monday again. Came back around again real fast. Monday, 7 p.m., the Manifesting God podcast. I am your host, Prophetess Marie Elizabeth. It is so good to see you all on this evening. God is really good. God has brought us. He has kept us. And for that, we are grateful. We are glad. Go ahead and get the roof one. Get to Ruth one. Let's get ready to go. Go ahead and get to Ruth one. Ruth one. God is good. Amen. God is really good. Thank God for Jesus. Good evening. Hello. Thank you for joining. Again, let's get to Ruth one. Ruth one. And I am reading in the amplified version. Ruth one and 11. It says, but Naomi said, Naomi said, go back. Naomi said, go back, my daughters. Why should you go with me? Why should you go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb that may become your husbands? In other words, do I still, do I still have anything to give to you? Do I still have anything to bless you with? Do I still have anything to build up and fortify your lives? Do I have anything? Tell me the question is, can new life, can it spring from a dead womb? Can new life spring from a dead womb? I'm going to challenge the assumption of that question today. Can new life spring from a dead womb? That's just a question I'm throwing out there. That's not what we're talking about tonight, but stay with me. I'm going somewhere. Go down, go down to verse 14. And it says there, then they wept aloud again. And Orpha, she kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. She kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth, she clung to her. Ruth, she clung to Naomi. I want to submit here today for for your inspection as we go throughout this text. What are you clinging to today? Still not the topic. What are you clinging to today? I'm putting out some questions there that we need to think about and that we need to answer for our next so that we understand our why, so that we understand why we're doing what we're doing, why we're going where we're going. We must consider Can new life spring from a dead womb? Can that life be revived? Can that womb be revived? And Ruth is saying, listen, I'm clinging. I'm clinging to you, Naomi, because guess what? I believe there's life there. I believe there's life there. And not only am I going to cling to you, but I'm going to cling to what is yours, whether that be life or whether that be death. I'm clinging to that which is yours. Verse 15 says, then Naomi said, Naomi said, look at your sister-in-law. 
She has gone back to her people and to her gods. Turn back and follow your sister-in-law. She's trying to redirect her. Look, look, you have an example. Go back, go back with Orpha. She is turning back. Go back and follow your sister-in-law. Now, worth a mention here, Ruth and Oprah, they had, they were two women. They were Moabites. They were married to two sons of Elamachek. El El I've got to say it right. Elamelech and Naomi. And those people were Jude Judeans. And they settled in Moab as a means of escaping from Judah during times of, of hard times. So Moab wasn't very far from Judah. So it was nothing to kind of cross over, you know, theologians call it a, a skip, hop, and a jump over to over to Moab to, to have provision. It was nothing to move over there. But nevertheless, the husband the husbands of all three women, all three women had died. So that means that Naomi's Elamelech, which means my God is king, had died. Ruth's, Ruth's Malon, her husband, his name meant sick. That meant sickness had died. Ophrah, her husband's name was Chilion. That meant, and it's pronounced actually Kilion. That means pining. That means pining. He had died too. So in the minds of these three women, for Naomi, hope had died. For Ruth, sickness had died. For Ophrah, pining had died. Naomi, out of a hopeless state of mind, feeling as if God had forsaken her. She had planned to return to her native Bethlehem. She wanted to return to familiar ground and she urged her daughter-in-laws to do the same, to return to familiar ground. See, it's necessary to note that Naomi's sons married two Moabite women after after the death of their father. See, scholars believe that that was a violation of the Mosaic law. And because that was a violation of the Mosaic law, Jewish writers say that their early deaths were because of that. They believe that their deaths of the two young men, Naomi's son, was because of the violation of the of the Mosaic law, stating that you know they shouldn't have married Moabites. So you had you remember now you got to go you got to go back to their history and remember now that the Moabites were a people that were birthed out of incest. The Moabites were birthed when Lot's daughter slept with him in order to have a son and order to have children. And they created that incestuous line. So Israel had a very, very bitter history with Moab. Genesis 19, 36 and 27. This is what it says in reference to what I just said. The daughters of Lot became pregnant by their father. The firstborn bore a son and named him Moab. He is the ancestor of the Moabites to this day. So Moabites were considered Lot's, Lot's incestuous offspring. See, not to mention though, not to mention on top of that, the Moabites weren't allowed to enter the house of the Lord at all 
all the way up to the 10th generation, Deuteronomy 23 and 3 and 6. Not to mention, David defeated them and he separated them from those that were to be put to death and from those that would live. That was 2 Samuel 7 and 2. Not to mention Isaiah 25 and 10. It says that the Moabites were to be trodden down right where they were. Not to mention Amos 2 and 2. The uh, scripture tells us where fire was supposed to devour the strongholds and the Moab race. They were to die amongst shouting and trumpets and trumpets. This says a lot about what Israel thought about the Moabites. And because they had many gods, because they had many gods, the Lord wasn't very fond of them either. He wasn't fond of them either. God did not want Israel cohabitating with the Moabites because, of course, there had been and there would be an invitation to sacrifice and to worship to their gods. So he didn't want them mixing. He didn't want them marrying. He didn't want them mixing and marrying. So Naomi's two sons, they married the Moabite women after their father was died. So you have to consider, is it possible that Naomi was tolerating them? Is it possible? See, we don't know of her relationship with them. Is it possible that she was tolerating the foreign love? Is it possible that she was tolerating the foreign relationship? Is, is it possible that Naomi looked for, was immediately looking for, okay, now we can separate. I have no, no need any longer to hold on to you. I have no need any longer to be in your presence. I have no need any longer to tolerate you. I'm going back to my homeland where you don't fit where you don't fit, you and your many gods don't fit. I'm going back to my homeland and you go back to yours. Naomi was like, I'm going back to what's familiar to me, my one God, and I'm going to send you back to your many. How many of us today, this very day, are choosing to do a Ophrah and return back to our many gods, return back to our old ways? Why? As Ophrah may have thought, because that's comfortable. That's what I know. That's what I know. So we don't know how long they were married to these men. All we know is that Ruth stayed and Ophrah left. That's all we know. And the truth of the matter is with Ruth, when she chose to follow Naomi, she says it and scripture told, tells us this in verse 16. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to turn back from following you. For where you go, that's where I'm going. Where you lodge, that's where I'm going to lodge. Your people, they're going to be my people. And final, but yet foremost, your God is going to be my God. So I'm going to fight for my space in this time. I'm going to fight for my space at this time. I know you're sending me away. I know you're telling me that you don't want me around. I know you don't like what I represent, but I'm willing to change. I'm willing to change. I'm willing to go with what I do not know. I'm willing to be a place that be in a place that I am not familiar with. I'm willing to learn your ways. I'm willing to learn how you lodge. I'm willing to learn your people and I'm willing to learn your God. Unlike Oprah, which are many today, I'm going back to what is familiar to me. See, because I've been waiting for a break. I've been waiting to break out. I've been waiting to go back. I've been waiting to do that, which is familiar to me. I've been waiting to go where I fit. 
I've been waiting to go where I'm accepted. I've been waiting to go there, but it take it took a lot for Ruth to stand up and go into what she knew not, to go into that place that would be uncomfortable. Because guess what? She was Naomi was going back to Bethlehem, and the history, the history of the Moabites was well known. So Ruth Naomi Ruth stood. Ruth stood to be treated as an outcast where she was going. She stood to be treated not well at all. She stood to be told worse than Naomi was telling her when Naomi told her to follow your sister-in-law and go ahead and leave. But she chose to go anyway. How many of us today how many of us today are going to choose to go anyway? Step into that area that doesn't seem like there's life there. Step into that area where it seems like there's death there. Step into that area where I'm going to be uncomfortable, where I might not be accepted, where I'm going to be told to go home. How many of us are willing today to stand out? How many of us are willing today to cling to a God that we don't even know fully yet? And I'm talking to my baby. You want to cling to a God that you don't even fully know yet, but you're willing to trust the words that are coming out of my mouth and believe that God does indeed love you. And God is indeed calling you to a closer relationship with him. And until you know him, like maybe I know him, you're willing to trust me at my word and draw nigh unto God. How many are willing today? to step into that place of, of uncomfortableness. Who, how many are willing to fight for their space in time? How many are willing to fight for their promise in time? How many are willing to fight for their faith to be activated and executed in time? In time. See, Ruth made a decision that, that I'm not, I don't need many gods. I just need a God and I just want your God because if you're willing, if you're willing to go back to that God that you know, the God that you're familiar with, the God that has kept you and I have seen nothing in you but stability, I'm going to follow you because three of you is worth more than one if I go back home, if I go back home. See, many of us are opting right now to go back home. We want to go back to what is comfortable, to what is familiar. But I'm standing here today to tell you that there is, there is a call to move forward. There is a call to step into the unfamiliar. There is a call to step into what you're not comfortable with. There is a call to step into what you do not know until you know. There's a call to move forward. Verse 17 says, where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. Meaning I don't ever plan on stepping back into that space ever again. I'm only moving forward. Why? Because I'm willing to fight for my space and time. I'm willing to fight for my place in time. I'm willing to fight for my position in time. And guess what? I'm even willing to die there. I'm even willing to die there. She's saying, Ruth is saying, don't take me back to my homeland and bury me. Don't take me back to the place where I was born and bury me because I don't want to go back and start all over again, even in death. 
even in death, I must stay in the land, in the land that, that Naomi has introduced me to. I must be buried among the people that Naomi has introduced me to. I must, I must be in my place, in my space, in my time, in my time. And then she says, may the Lord do the same to me as he has done to you. And more also, if anything, if anything, but death separates me from you. If anything, but death separates me from you. See, when Naomi, when Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go, verse 18 says with her, she said nothing more. Where is your determination at today? What are you fighting for? Do you even know what you are fighting for? Do you even have a fight? Do you even have a fight? And if you are fighting, what are you fighting for? Is it your purpose? Is it your destiny? Is it the life of another? Is it the soul of another? What are you fighting for? I'm reminded in this moment, you know, I love the matrix uh, trilogy, and I'm reminded in this moment of um, the third matrix revolutions when um, when Neo at the time was fighting and he was fighting Mr. Smith and he wouldn't give up. He wouldn't let go. And, and Mr. Smith said, what are you fighting for? Are you fighting for a cause? Are you fighting for someone else? Do you even know what you are fighting for? And he returned in return. He replied to him, I'm fighting because I choose to, because I choose to. What are we after? What am I after? still what is God after your choice see because moving forward into what you know not is going to require that you choose to see because if you choose to you're not likely to turn around when times get tough if you choose to you're not likely to run off when you don't understand. If you choose to, you're not likely to reserve burial space and reserve your old home and your old place. You're not likely, you're not likely to get a taste for foods of your past. You're not likely to get a taste for people of your past if you make a choice to fight if you make a choice to fight. See, there are consequences to change. I'm not trying to deceive you. There are consequences to change. I told you Ruth was going to a place where, where Moabites were not appreciated. They were not about to welcome her with open arms. She was dependent upon the favor of Naomi, the favor of Naomi to transfer into Naomi's people, and she received the same favor that she had with Naomi, with Naomi's people. She would be able to live with Naomi or live in the place where Naomi lived like Naomi. She would be able to have the same friends and associate with the same people like Naomi. She'd be able to worship the same God that Naomi worshiped, just like Naomi. She was dependent on upon what? An adoption. She was dependent upon an adoption into a culture that she knew despised her, despised her people, despised what they stood for. She was dependent upon an adoption, not just from the people, but from God. 
She was dependent upon that. Can I tell you today that you're already adopted and accepted amongst the beloved? Don't worry about the people's faces where we're going. Don't run away. Why? Because you made a choice You and you understand there will be consequences to change. There's consequences to birthing something new. There's consequences to birthing something new. Verse 13 says, so Boaz, and I believe I have moved, let me see. So Boaz took Ruth and she was his wife. I moved over to the fourth chapter of Ruth. So Boaz took Ruth in the 13th verse and she was his wife. And when he went unto her, the Lord gave her conception and she bared a son. Why did I skip ahead? Because I want to talk to you for a moment about the fact that in order for Ruth to show that she was willing to make Naomi's people her people, she was willing to lodge where Naomi lodged. She was willing to make Naomi's God her God. She was willing to die where Naomi died and be buried where Naomi buried. She had to be obedient. She had to be obedient to what she did not understand. The story, the part of the story that I did not read was the part where Naomi instructed her. See, because she didn't know the voice of God, Naomi instructed her. She didn't know the culture of the people. Naomi had to instruct her. She didn't know um, whether or not where to go and what to do and how to do it. Naomi had to instruct her and she had to follow Naomi's instruction in order to make Naomi's lodging place, her lodging place, to make Naomi's people, her people, to make Naomi's God, her God. She had to follow Naomi's instruction. Can I tell you that where we're going for what we're doing, you're going to have to follow the instruction of a man or a woman. You're going to have to follow an instruction of God's sent man or woman. You will not be able to make it in this new place, this unfamiliar place. If you reconciled your mind that you can do it by yourself. If you reconciled your mind that I don't need nobody to tell me what to do. If you reconciled your mind that only the Holy Spirit can instruct me, only God can instruct me. Guess what? God is going to talk to you through your man or your woman of God. You will not know know how to proceed. You will not know how to lodge. You will not know how to interact with the people. You will not know how to interact with God if you, ma'am, sir, have not decided, reconciled your mind that there will be a leader and you might not be it. How about that? My mother used to say it to me, there's always going to be someone in charge and it's not always going to be you. So you have to learn to trust and you have to learn to hear God through that which God, through the leaders that God gives you. And it was because Ruth chose to follow Naomi's instructions. It was because she chose to follow Naomi's instruction. She received a husband. She received a husband and I'm not going over that scripture because I have something even larger to bring to your attention of what Naomi received and in turn what Ruth received. Verse 14 says in the fourth chapter of Ruth and the the woman Ruth said unto Naomi, blessed be the Lord. And I'm in the amplified version, of course, which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous in Israel. Wait a minute. Is that Ruth? 
Is that Ruth, the Moabitess with several gods saying, blessed be the Lord, which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman? Is she blessing the Lord God? What has she learned over time with Naomi? She's learned the voice of the Lord. She's learned the blessings of the Lord, that she, a woman that would come from a place of many gods, of many gods, would now be in tune to one God. This scripture tells us that through following the instruction of Naomi, she has learned the blessing of the Lord. She being Ruth has learned the blessing of the Lord. She has learned the voice of the Lord. She has learned the promises of the Lord. In the Amplified Version, it says the woman said to Naomi, blessed is the Lord who has not left you without a redeemer a grandson as heir today. May his name become famous in Israel. Now get this, the new international version says, the woman said to Naomi, Ruth, praise be the Lord who this day has not left you without what? Without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. And verse 15 says, and he shall be unto thee. Number one, a restore of thy life. Wait a minute. Is that Ruth prophesying? Is that Ruth? So not only has she learned how Naomi interacts with the people, not only has she made Naomi's people, her people, not only has she made Naomi's land, her land, Naomi's lodging, her lodging, but she has made Naomi's God her God till now she becomes the mouthpiece of God and she's prophesying. She said, and he shall be unto thee. This is Ruth talking to Naomi, a restorer of thy life, and he shall be a nourisher of thine own age for thy daughter-in-law. And she recognizes what God has done in her and through her, which loveth thee because I loved you, Naomi. God has made me better to you than seven sons born of him. He has made me better to thee than seven sons have born him. He has made me worth more to you that I can prophesy to you now a restoration of life. I can prophesy to you now nourishment in your old age. What am I talking about today? I can tell you now we're talking about my guardian redeemer, my guardian redeemer, a guardian redeemer. And that time was an influential, influential relative to whom members of the extended family could turn to for help. He was somebody in the family line who had possessions and, and he would help those who were in danger of losing their possessions. In the book of Ruth, Boaz was considered the guardian redeemer for Naomi and consequently Ruth as well, because Ruth operated under the instruction of Naomi. Had Ruth operated under what she known of her past, if anything, she would not have been accepted. Her only means of operation was to follow Naomi's instruction. 
in the New Testament, redemption is used to refer to both deliverance from sin to freedom from captivity. It's both freedom from sin and free, deliverance, I'm sorry, from sin and freedom from captivity. In Christian theology, Jesus is sometimes referred to as our redeemer. Well, all the time for me, our redeemer. This refers to salvation. He is believed to have accomplished and based on the metaphor of redemption, he's bought us back. We understand that as Christians, that our redeemer has bought us back with his blood bought us back as his as 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 being redeemed unto god being redeemed as god's property guardian in the hebrew is an administrator it is a trustee is it is a custodian and executor guardian in the webster's dictionary is one that cares for the person or property of another so this is where ruth is prophesying from from that place where she's saying this this child that i have had this child that i have had he is going to be such a blessing that he is going to restore life into you I asked the question, the first question of the broadcast when I said, can, can a dead wound live again? Can a dead wound provide life again? And the answer is right here in verse 15 when she is prophesied, when Naomi is prophesied to by Ruth, when she says this he shall be unto thee. The child shall be unto thee. This is Obed, a restorer of thy life. So you're, you're living again. You're living again. He's going to restore your life. He's a nourisher of thine own age. Can these dead bones live? He is a nourisher of thine own age for thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons. And then Naomi took the child and she laid it upon her bosom and she began to nurse the child. She began to mature the child. She began to mature the child as Naomi had matured her. She began to raise the child as Naomi had raised her. And it began with giving him the nutrient that he would need to mature, just as Naomi gave her the instruction that she would need to mature as a woman of God, as a woman of God. What are we talking about here again? The guard, my guardian redeemer. And the reason why I chose this scripture to talk about the guardian redeemer is because we must understand our guardian because we have a guardian redeemer because we have Jesus Christ who just as a guardian redeemer has redeemed us from the world system from the the hooks the the works of the enemy back to himself he is he is our help he is the one with possessions that provides for us. He is the one that has redeemed us, delivered us from sin, made us freedom, free from all captivity. He is our guardian. He is our administrator. He is our trustee. It is he who holds our care. It is he who cares for us. So we have no need. We have no need to not want to step into that which may be unfamiliar because we understand from Naomi's example, we only have but to 
follow the instruction of the leadership that God puts in front of us, that God speaks to, to speak to us what we are to do so that we can walk in that place of redemption, so that we can walk in that place of having, so that we can walk in that place of more than enough. See, we must realize that we are indeed, this is a fight. This is not going to be easy. We are fighting for our space and time. Do you not know that the enemy right now is doing everything in his power to get you to turn around? He's doing everything in his power to get you to turn back to your old gods. Your old gods would be your own way of thinking. The I know, I know, I don't need no one to tell me anything. To get you back to your old way of thinking, where a drink every now and then is okay. The 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 old way of thinking, the God that says I can curse every now and then. The old way of thinking that leads you into full blown out cursing. The old way. He's trying to take you back to the old man, the former ways, the thing that God has already delivered you from. But you must fight for your space and time because you have a guardian redeemer who has already made provision for you and where you're going. He's already made lodging provisions for you. There's already people waiting for you. You just simply must determine. You just simply must choose which way you are going to go. It is going to be a fight every day every day. And I'm going to tell you, yes, the fight is going to intensify. I do not want to sugarcoat this for you. The battle will intensify. It will become great and it will become burdensome. But God's yoke is easy and his burdens are light. You know why? Because we can just cast our cares on him. Why? Because he cares for us. The guardian redeemer cares for us. We don't have to faint and we don't have to draw back. Why? Because it is we who step into the new land and we birth and we birth God in the people of God, where as we now give unto them, we give unto them restoration of life. We give unto them nourishment of thine old age. And let me pause right there. When it says nourisher of thine old age, I know we're talking about Naomi here, but let me just say this to some of the younger generation. There are those in the younger generation who have lived a lot of life already at 20 and 21 and 25, not even 30 yet. And they've lived a lot of life. What I, what do I mean? They lived a lot of life. These are people, there are people out there who have, who have may have had the latch key, been the latch key child and had to raise themselves, had to cook and clean for themselves, take care of themselves, get jobs and get money for themselves. There are those that don't have their parents and they had to, and they had to raise themselves. Maybe grandma took care of them, but grandma was older. So they had to raise themselves. They might've got, you might've gotten caught up into a lot of things that were ungodly, uh, fornication, adultery, drugs, alcohol, whatever that has caused you to enter into a life that was not of God, that has caused you to live a lot of life. You too, that even though, even though you're younger, you might be a person, even though you're younger, how can I say, because you've lived so much life, it's almost as if you're old. It's almost as if you're old, but can I tell you, 
Can I tell you that forgiveness today is still your portion and there becomes, and you too will have a restoration of life and you too will receive nourishment and all the life that you have lived, you still will receive nourishment so that your life can be restored unto you. No, you won't have to go back and, and wonder and whine about what you may have missed because you had to grow up so fast, what you may have had to leave behind behind and friends because you had to grow up so fast because God is going to give you new friends. God is going to give you new places to live. God is going to give you new wealth. God is going to give you new homes, new vehicles. You don't have to go back and make up that which you thought you missed because God has need of you and he's going to take everything that you've been through and he's going to use it for your glory. See, because what you have been through your experiences, when you come out of it, when you make up your mind to come out of it, the gift restoration of life is your, yours nourishment and your age, it's yours. And, and as you make up your mind to come out of it, you now are able to open your mouth and speak those experiences to other men and women of God. And those men and women in turn will also receive restoration of life, nourishment in their age. It's going to trickle down. Nothing you have been through will be lost. See, you have no reason not to repent. You have no reason not to turn around and follow God. You have no reason to go back. You have no reason to go back. Why? Because life is waiting for you in your forward. Nourishment is waiting for you in your forward. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care how hard, how much life. And, and I know I can imagine a lot of life being lived. Imagine being 20 and 22 and 24 and 26, and you've not even had a, the proper parenting because you had to raise yourself. So you're concerned about what you don't know. So you're concerned about people that try to gain influence in your life because you don't know what good influence looks like. You don't know what you only know bad influence. But can I encourage you today to give God a try because your life is being restored unto you today and nourishment is being restored unto you today. I'm talking to my millennials. I'm talking to my baby, my young ones who have just been through to hell and back and you're 20. Been, been, been on drugs. Now you've been to rehab and you're off drugs. And now what? Now, what do I do? My life is over. Look at my face. Look at my skin. I've lived so much life in such a short period of time. But can I tell you that God is going to restore your life? God is going to nourish you at this age. He's going to begin to educate you and give you the Holy Spirit is going to begin to educate you into, into in the things of God, educate you in the ways of God and your skin as you go on with God is going to get going to get smoother and prettier and, and you're going to start to look younger and your and your hair is going to catch a certain certain glow and your skin is going to get a certain glow your life is coming back to you i'm talking to you i'm talking to you right there right there doing drugs i'm speaking to your life your life is being restored back to you now nourishment is coming back into your bones right now you will walk worthy of the vocation wherein you are called you will not die there you will not die 
there. There is a new land waiting on for you. And in that land is new, new homes. In that land is new friends. In that land, you will die in a new place. You will not die in that place. You will die in the place that God has designated you for. And when I say die, I mean die to the flesh, but your spirit will live and you will resurface as a new creature in Christ, but you cannot die here. I speak to you right now. I don't care if you're under the sound of my voice and you're in a drug-induced spell. Restoration is yours today. Life is yours today. You are being nourished right now by the Holy Spirit. You will walk again. You will talk again. You will have new life again. And the former things will be passed away. They will be no more. Why? Because your guardian redeemer is here to rescue you today. Your guardian redeemer is here to pull you up by the hand today. Your guardian redeemer is covering your mind right now with his blood and he's healing you right now. Your guardian redeemer is healing your hurt right now. Your guardian redeemer is healing the abuse right now. The guardian redeemer is healing the sexual assault right now. The guardian redeemer extends his hand towards you right now and he bids you to come. He bids you to come. He bids you to come. I know nothing looks like it used to look. I know it looks foreign to you. I know the people look foreign to you because they're not your people. I know you're afraid of being accepted amongst the believers, being accepted amongst the beloved, the quote unquote beloved. But can I tell you that God has prepared the people for you already that are willing to receive you? Can I tell you that God has already prepared a people that 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 will receive you? at the word of God that will receive you at the word of the Lord that will make provision for you at the word of the Lord. Not so long from now, you're going to look back over your life as you hold your new baby, as, you, as you're being held by your new spouse. You're going to look back over your life and think back over from whence you came and you will shout glory, hallelujah, and you will now become a repairer of the breach. You will now become that which rebuilds that which was broken. It's for you. It's for you. I'm not talking to the saints of God who's been in the Lord's way for 20 years. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking. I'm talking to somebody out there who's had an experience that counts themselves unworthy of restoration, unworthy of a guardian redeemer, unworthy of being nourished by Jesus himself, unworthy of being cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Can I tell you that Jesus is calling for you right now? He's calling for you right now. <clears throat> the guardian redeemer is calling for you right now. He's saying, I have, a, I have influence all over the world. I can provide for you. Come to me for help. I have influence in your world. I can provide for you. My riches can't be counted. My homes can't be counted. My land can't be counted. Gold and silver, I have cannot be counted. And I, I alone, have raised you up for such a time as this. And I alone am going to provide for you as your guardian redeemer. You have no need to look to the left or the right. I just need you, God is saying, to fix your eyes on me, your guardian redeemer. And I have everything that 
you need. Yes, there'll be a process. Yes, sometimes you may have a setback, but you're still, as long as you're coming to me, I'm still raising you up. I'm still raising you up. Yes, the process may seem slow, but I'm still restoring your life. Yes, it seems like you're not growing up quick enough, but I'm still nourishing your bones. I'm still raising you up. I'm still raising you up. I just need your choice. I just need your choice. And then I can restore life to you and I can nourish you. I just need your choice today. What is your choice? Because the guardian redeemer is asking for your choice. And I'm talking to the people of God that don't even know that they are the people of God yet. I'm talking to the people of God who've had such experiences that they just don't believe that God would even want them. But I'm telling you today, God is calling your name. This is all about you. This is, I am here talking only to you. God is speaking today only to you. He wants to be your guardian redeemer. He wants to move you into a new land with a new people. And he wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. Can you believe that today? Can you receive that today from God? Can you receive that from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that he indeed has a plan for you, for you. It's all for you. I am here for you. I am speaking this word just to you, just to you. I understand, you know, for those who are under the sound of my voice, God bless you. We've been to church. We're going, you're going back into the church. God is keeping you. Hallelujah. Glory. All of that. I'm talking to the unsaved. I'm talking to those that believe that God has pushed them aside and can't use them any longer. I'm talking to those who believe that God doesn't even want them. I'm talking to you. And I'm telling you today that he is calling for you. He's calling for you. I'm talking to those, those children of the saints who have walked away because they saw disappointment in their parents' eyes. They saw their parents' smiles turn to frown. They saw their parents walk away from God. So they too just felt like it's not worth it. I'm coming for you. I'm calling for you. I'm calling for the children of the saints of God. I'm calling leaders. I'm calling for your children. I'm a PK. I was a PK when my father was alive. I'm a PK. I'm coming for the PKs. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for your children. I'm coming for you because God still has need of you. Don't worry about what mommy and daddy, what you feel like they did or didn't do. God is dealing with them. But right now, God is calling for you. I'm calling for you. I want all my PKs. I want all of you who have left God and decided never to return. I don't care if you decided to go to another faith. God is calling you back to him today because he has need of you. He has need of your experience. He has need of your unwavering faith. And believe it or not, it never wavered. No matter what you did, you still believed God. No matter what circumstances that befell you, you still believed God. You still trusted God. Can I persuade you today to drop me a note? Can I persuade you today to get in touch with me? Can I persuade you today to go to Marie? Um, dash elizabeth.org and drop me a note. Can I persuade you today to receive Christ? Can I persuade you today to hope again? Can I persuade you to get today to trust again? 
Trust again, trust again. All leaders are not bad. I was raised by a good one. Therefore, I am a good one. I am a good one. God is calling you to him today. He has a plan and a purpose for your life, for your life. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you, to you. God is calling for you today. I'm talking to you. My heart, God's heart, it's for you. It's for you. It's for my millennials, my ex generation. My heart is for you. I'm coming for you because God is calling you. He's calling you because he knows that he can do the new through you. He knows he can, he knows he can cast off all religious practices. He knows that you will cast those off and you will hear him for what he's saying right now. So he's coming for you. He's coming for you. Why don't you reach back? Reach back for him because he's calling for you. My prayers are for you. Jesus is interceding at the right hand of the father right now for you, for you, because he loves you, because he loves you. He's coming for you. Many parents have prayed, God, please, not without my children, not without my child. Hence, God is calling for the child now. He's calling for the children now. And anyone, anyone that would see fit to discourage or push away that child, you would do better to try to tie a whole noose around your neck and throw in a rock and a boulder and throw yourself into the river. The Bible says you would do better to do that than to discourage a young one to come unto him. Let me pray for you, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I command Jesus, your blood. I command the Holy Spirit to whisper into the ears right now of those that he's calling for his purpose and for his promise. I command you to touch right now, touch their hearts, touch their hearts right now in the name of Jesus, touch their minds, heal their minds, heal their hurt, heal them of their past in the name of Jesus, heal them of their abuse, heal them of drug addictions, heal them of emotional abuses, abuses and emotional scarring. Heal, heal them today, oh God, heal them, oh God, heal them okay, today, God, Heal them of their experiences. Heal them of that which they've experienced that they've not yet figured out how to process. Heal them of that, God. In the name of Jesus, rescue them, God, from the hand of the enemy. Rescue them, God, from the hand of drugs. Rescue them, God, from the hand of the abuser. Rescue them, God. Rescue them. Rescue them, God, from themselves. Rescue them from self-abuse. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord God. Rescue them from false leaders. Rescue them from false prophecies. Rescue them, God. Rescue them, God. Rescue them, God. Rescue them, God. Rescue them from bad choices. Rescue them from bad decisions. Rescue them, God. Rescue them, God. Let your blood, God, cover them now. I command a blood-covered shelter, a blood-covered hedge of protection to be around them now, to be around their ear gates, to be around their mind. Rescue them, God, from rape. Rescue them, God, from sexual abuse. Rescue them, God, from promiscuity. Rescue Rescue God, rescue your children today, God, in the name of Jesus. Rescue them, God, 
Rescue them, God. Rescue them, God. I command the Holy Spirit to go and gather, 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 gather. I command the hand of God to gather, 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 gather. Bring them safely to your bosom, God, in the name of Jesus. Hide them under your wing, oh God. Hide them under your wings, oh God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord God. Let your blood prevail. Your blood prevail. Your blood prevail in the name of Jesus. Your blood prevail against the hand of the enemy. Your blood prevail against the words of the enemy, the work of the enemy, the manipulation of the enemy, witches and witchcraft. Your blood prevail, God, and cover and cover the minds of your called people. You're called people. It's in Jesus' name I pray. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Cover, cover, God, cover, 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 in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord God. I thank you, oh God. I thank you, oh God, that they are under your umbrella. They're hidden in your wing. I thank you, oh God, that they're hidden. They're hidden. They're hidden. They're hidden. I thank you, oh God. I thank you, oh God. And I bless your name. I bless your holy name. My strong tower, my strong tower, my defense, my guardian. I, I bless your name. I bless your name. My guardian, my protector, their protector, their protector, that which protects me and my family and my children. Protect them now. Protect them now. Cover them now in the name of Jesus. That which rescues my children. Rescue them, children now. Rescue them now. Rescue them now. Every leader whose children has gone astray, pull them back to you, God. I pull them back to you, God, and I hide them in your wings. I hide them in your wings. Every leader whose child has gone astray, I pull them back. I pull them back by the blood of Jesus and I hide them. I hide them in the blood of Jesus. And the same Jesus that rescues my children, rescues your children. The same Jesus that saves my children, saves your children. The same Jesus that saves you, saves your children. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that it is well. I thank you that it is well. I thank you. I thank you, God, that it is well, that it is well. And I bless your holy name. 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 Come on, put in the chat. Put in the chat. Send me a note. It is well. 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 My children are saved. My children are delivered and they will walk in the manifested purposes of God. They will walk in the manifested purposes of God. I decree and declare this day of May the 24th at 758 p.m. that our children under the sound of my voice, the children under the sound of my voice, millennials on down will walk in the vocation and where they are called. Their eyes will be open. They will know the hope of God. They will know the hope of God as they walk and move in his promises, in his promises, in his promises. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Come on, can you thank God for delivering your children today? Can you thank God for delivering the children today? He's delivering the youth today. He's delivering the millennials today. Hurt, harm, danger is no longer their portion. God is aligning them and realigning them with his will. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. 
God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on this evening. May God bless you and may God keep you. And remember, if you're under the sound of my voice, I am praying for you. I am praying for you and I'm praying for your children. Praying for your children, my youth, my millennial, my ex generation, babies. I am praying for you because God is calling for you and He's assigned a work to your hands. I am praying for you. I am praying for you. God bless you. And I'll see you on next week. Have a good week. I like playing this one because it's not going to feel good. But God died just for you just for you. It's not going to seem fair. It's not going to seem fair that your neighbor can go out there and do whatever they want to do and you can't. But God is talking to you. God is calling you. It's all for you. It's all for you. I'm here for 